Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Hello and welcome, listeners, to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we've got a special guest star today, uh, Dave. Uh, not the Dave that's been on this show before, but Dave K. Unless he chooses to share his last name. Dead Dave. <laughs> Dead Dave. That's where, hey, all right. That's your your podcast name. Excellent. We should come up with podcast names to the rest of us that are regularly on this show. <laughs> Dead Dave is our special guest today. Um, so this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the shindig, hurting the cats, making this all up as I go along because I'm not good at preparing stuff ahead of time. I'm Rosemary, and I play uh, the gunslinger, Rachel Jane Kennedy. I'm uh, Dead Dave, and I am Reese, uh, captain of the Ambassador's Guard. The Ottoman Ambassador's Guard, yeah. I'm, pl- I'm uh, Austin, playing Wine on Beardslay, super spy by day, and most other times. Occasionally not a super spy, presumably, but we haven't seen it yet. Uh, I am playing Daisy Gilmore, the weird scientist, but people call her Railin' Daisy because she shoots rail spikes into those that would do evil. I am Nick S. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the harrowed samurai. Alright. When last we left off, it's actually been quite some time for us here in real time podcasting because we've had some downtime. Uh, we had just resolved the sad tale of Daisy's abducted father, uh, taken by one uh, Dr. Osiris Cordova and transformed into a horrible abomination of flesh and science. Um, Osiris was defeated at his manor house where he attempted to open up some sort of weird portal of the stars. And yeah, uh, all of his stuff was destroyed. Um, So you think his daughter, Elysian Cordova, was taken to a hospital uh, because she had an attack of the nerves, seeing as her home was destroyed, her father killed she presumes murdered but we all know he deserved it (laughs) cool motive still murder we also don't know if he's dead because he got pulled through a weird portal it's true that's very true yeah he could come back so we're gonna pick up 
with Rachel. Rachel, you find yourself back in Jacksonville, walking down the main street. It's silent, so silent there's not even a wind that blows through, although you see the, uh, uh, the shop signs swaying back and forth like there should be a wind. That's creepy. And it's just you and, and another figure down the street walking up towards you. Uh, does this figure walking towards me look like Kane by any chance? It does. And he's walking towards you with purpose. Hands held carefully down by his side. And there's an, an evil light in his eyes. I'm going to walk towards him. You, uh, you meet at the center of town, 40 paces from each other. And you stand there. Kane just watches you. I think in dream logic. Dream logic? I feel like this must be a dream. Oh, then Kane's about to get shot. Uh, she knows she's, like, fighting him for some reason, so she's gonna also kind of do that whole, like, hand at her hip thing, getting ready to draw. Well, Rachel, was it worth it? Was what worth it? You damn well know. There's blood all over your hands. Their blood. She just kind of, uh, bites her lip and casts her eyes downward like she looks ashamed. But she's, this is a demon. She doesn't want to, she'll kind of then pull her eyes back and say, I'm through talking with demons. Whatever you want here, you ain't going to find it. He laughs bitterly. This ain't about making deals. This ain't about demons. This is about the people you've hurt. This is about the people you're going to hurt. I aim to put you down. You want to be the first, and then she'll draw on him. All right, so now uh, we're going to do the face-off. So... Uh, I'm going to deal you uh, two cards face down. You don't have any dueling cards, right? Or edges? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, you know, it would be duelist and some shit like that. Okay. So, here you go. Two cards for you and two cards for me. And then I'm going to hand the deck to Nick here, and you're going to deal as I in- instruct. Can I look at these cards? Yes, you can look at them. You're going to roll either Intimidation or Taunt, and we're going to compare results. Uh, I like to roll Intimidation. Okay, I got a five. What did you get? I have a four. I'll let that stand. Okay, so you are going to draw first. You suffer, you, you lose the face-off, so you're going to suffer a minus two on your shooting roll. Ooh, that's brutal, but I said I'll let it stand. So. You still want to let it stand? Okay. Yeah. All right, so there's something in his eyes, the way he... Uh, oh, just Kane. Yeah. Um, just, you, it makes you go for your gun first. Um, and, all right. So now, please deal three cards face up. Either of us can yell shoot to go to reach for it. We're trying to make the best poker hand we can. Um, so go ahead and deal three. Okay. 
Are you, you yelling shoot? Sure. Sure? You want to? Because there's going to be more cars that can come out. Oh, those. really? Yeah. Oh, then no. I, I don't want to yell shoot. Then. Okay. All right. So now deal another card. Shoot. Shit. <laughs> okay. All right. So reach for it. Uh, now we show the best five card poker hand we can make uh, from the face up cards and at least two in their whole cards go straight you got straight i got <laughs> nothing as far as i can tell um so now you've got a choice you can go for speed or you can go for accuracy if you go for speed you'll uh shoot first um but you'd go at a ne- an additional negative two so being minus four yeah minus four total now you are getting your trademark weapon bonuses. Oh, okay. So be not minus two then total. Yeah. That's Rachel's shooting style. I think she would be more for accuracy since she's a sharpshooter. So I'm going to go for accuracy. You're going to go for accuracy? Okay. He is going to go for speed. Look, you get a plus d6 in your damage if you hit for each rank over your opponent. I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing, right? Some uh, confirm that for me. I yeah, no, you, you got nothing. I have no hand. So, that puts you at... You got a what? Straight? A straight. One, two, three, four, five, six. So you get plus 66 extra damage. Holy shit. If you hit. If you hit. So I'll take those cards now. And you're being accurate. I'm sure you're going to hit. <laughs> Just don't roll the snake eyes. So he's he's... You go for your gun first, but Kane is so much faster. As you've seen him, he goes for that gun and just... Uh, oh, dear. I got a Uh-oh. 10. Uh, 11. That's going to hit with a raise. Yeah, it is. It didn't blow anything up on that, though, but that was a lot of damage. 8, 12, 16 damage. Alright, that's two wounds. Two wounds? Alright, so that shot takes you... Uh, his his aim is is deadly accurate. It takes you right in the gut. There's an explosion of blood, pain running through you. Son of a bitch! And you see him, you know, he's striding forward. He fires that first shot, and he's bringing his his left hand over to start fanning the hammer at you. And you're kind of seeing this in like slow motion as you take your shot. Yeah, she takes like that, you know, breath in, aims go. So 10 minus 4 is 6. 6, that's so going to hit. So you're going to do your weapon damage plus 66. Holy shit. <laughs> so, so that should be 8d6 total. Yeah. Do you need to borrow d6s? No, I, I know. And you're about to roll 8 damage by rolling 1 and all those dice. Right. Somehow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Only 1 Only 1 6. Well, count, count up your damage before you go looking at Benny's. Yeah, that's true. So that was 5 plus 1, 37. Only 37? I feel like you can do better than that. I feel like I can also do better than that. Even though you you feel that pain running through you, and you feel blood staining your shirt, running down your side, your, your aim is just as deadly accurate. You zero in right between the eyes, and you pull the trigger, and Kane's head kicks back as the bullet takes him and he drops to the ground 
Uh, I'll walk over to his body. You're standing over his body. There's blood all over, just oozing from his head wound. And uh, you see his, his amber eyes looking sightlessly up at you. And you finally hear, Why? And then you wake up. Uh, where am I at? You are at, you're, you're in your room at the, uh, the Deseret Embassy. <sighs> Goddamn nightmares. What time is it? Early enough. Probably, uh, right around dawn. The sun's just coming up. Mm, I will get out of bed and get dressed. She kind of puts on her usual dark shirt, dark pants, gray vest. You do that, and you hear a knocking at the door. Uh, who is it? You hear Haru's voice. Rachel, are you okay? Uh, fine. Be out in a minute. Okay. She'll kind of, um, run like a brush quickly through her hair and braid it, tie it off, buckle on her holsters and pull on her boots and step out. You open the door, you step out, you're expecting to see Haru standing there, but in his place, you see Paul. Hello, Rachel. And then you wake up for real. <laughs> Oh, and you probably like you wake up you've fallen half out of bed yeah this time she kind of wakes up with this like <gasps> god damn nightmares and you're like knocking at your door <laughs> oh no I'm in a loop miss she kind of eyes the door this time a bit suspiciously and calls out miss what room service I didn't order room service. Um, my apologies, but it was ordered by, uh, Mr. Beardslay. Uh, she will grab her gun. Oh no, someone's gonna die. And kind of head over to the door and open it a crack and just kind of... It's Paul. (laughs) (laughs) She shoots him in the face. No, you see, um, one of the the embassy staff members kind of timidly like standing in front of you and like with room service or no i i don't know how room service works he's just standing there to wake you up that's a cart of usually whatever they would have prepared okay well he doesn't have that he's just there to wake you up what time is it dawn okay it's like a wake-up call then i will kind of just eye this hotel employee and say i don't see any room service I'm new. I don't know how this works. What do you want? Mr. Mr. Beardslay, Ambassador Beardslay, requested uh, your presence this morning. Did he say a particular time? No. He said immediately, as soon as possible. Well, where is he? In the embassy cafeteria. <laughs> or whatever, whatever they have. Tell... Dining hall, yeah. Mr. Beardslay, that he'll be down presently. And she slams the door in her face. She goes and gets ready. What? She opens the door. Timidly holds out a hand, looks down at the ground. She'll give him 
<laughs> the back of her hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spit in his hand. <laughs> now she'll give him a... A, a dollar. Bit. Oh, a dollar? A whole yeah. dollar? A whole dollar. Oh, boy. You're going to have some vast improvement in your service. Perfect. It's big eyes takes the dollar and scurries off. Slam the door. And I will get ready again. Okay. You all get similar knocks on your door. Except for Wynon, who's currently waiting in the dining hall. I'd like to say that for Daisy, Wynon planned ahead, and he actually has them bring a small squirt bottle. Uh. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's filled with coffee. Um, it's full of chewing tobacco. Oh, that works. Yeah. Ew. Chewed tobacco? <laughs> no, not chewed. Chew-in tobacco. Okay. Disgusting. Chewing apostrophe tobacco. Mm-hmm. Apostrophe. Because I mean that's also hard to find. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? You're you're waiting in the dining hall. Basically, you're expecting to hear back from your contacts uh, later today um, about the uh, the airship being ready to deploy. Uh, and you're also expecting to hear from someone uh, that one of your your spies that you you your um, contacts who's supposed to have been figuring out where the tempest is located. And is my contact going to come to the dining table? No, he's going to meet you at a saloon in Chunkyard. So um, I'm going to say Wynon has already had them prepare five cups of tea, one for himself and the others for his expected guests. Okay, perfect. They're yeah, all vanilla herbals. Yeah, Daisy, you get woken up to a squirt bottle. Okay. From from someone who's standing like twenty feet away. No, I throw something at them. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just a pillow at that point. What the hell? Who's Ambassador Beardslay's orders, ma'am? I'm sorry. He's gonna give us vanilla coffee after. <laughs> coffee <laughs> tea. <laughs> Not even real tea. It's gonna be herbal. It's gonna be herbal tea. It's all they serve. Yeah. So. Uh, you all meet in the dining hall. Uh, Reese, that includes you. Um, this this past couple of days since the murderer, m- murderer, the murder of the American ambassador uh, has been rough. Um, a lot of people are upset with the Ottoman embassy. Uh, they're calling that the uh, the one soldier that was found standing over the body of the, the, the slain ambassador be handed over to Deseret authorities and executed for his crimes. Um, and at this point, unless you, you get someone else to take the fall, the, the Ottoman embassy is probably going to have to let this guy, um, get tried and executed for this crime, whether he did it or not. It's, it's right now it's your, their embassy's only chance to save face and achieve your mission. How many days has it been since like the murder? A day. This would be the second day, I think. And when we found him, he was hurt, right? Yeah, he was one of the guys who was injured during the train attack and um, under his care, uh, under Dr. Apollo's care, uh, none of the, the soldiers had really been recovering, um, uh, if any progress had been really slow. And uh, um, you definitely think this guy, the guy who's take who's being framed, um, was definitely pretty drugged up. Didn't know what was going on uh, when you found him standing over the ambassador's body. So 
you all show up to the dining hall. There's Wynon sitting there, probably looking like, you know, all pulled together like he usually does, despite the early hour. Um, and there are steaming cups of vanilla herbal tea waiting for you. What is this? It's herbal, Haru. Are you surprised? I shouldn't be, but it is not tea. I don't know. It smells pretty good. You should give it a try. Are you familiar with the concept of antioxidants? Her thinking herself, no, but just kind of giving a cockeyed stare to Wayne on. No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. No, I merely like to see how educated my workers are. Your workers? Hold, hold on just a second. A, a little dig, Haru. Partners. Even that's putting it a little... too familiar. Well, we're about to get a lot more familiar. I have a reason to believe that those... scum that we're after may be close waiting to hear back from a man of mine later today. Of course you are. Are you going to have a seat, or are you going to keep standing there and staring? I've prepared you a chair. It's comfortable, I'm told. Or her would, of course, sit down for politeness. But he's he almost never shifts his gaze from Wainon. His eyes almost never blinking. He only blinks when he remembers that he should for appearance reasons. I can tell you must be a fan of my suit. I worked hard on it. Uh, blink, Haru. Blink. You're staring. Not too much. <laughs> what does his suit look like? Oh, it's wonderful today. He's really gone all out. Um, you know, it's like it's not the same blue he normally wears. It's actually a little bit of an off blue, but he's got one of those kind of puffy collars that sort of like comes out at the top, almost like an English style collar. Uh, and he still has just this impeccable, beautiful tie that's clearly made of like some sort of silk with like a little gem just up at the top where the where it actually ties in. He looks like an ambassador, ready to ambassadate. <laughs> Daisy does not look ready to be an investor like that. You know, she's like in her sleeping clothes with her hair thrown in a messy bun. <laughs> so, yeah. But the vanilla tea does really bring out the flavor in the chewing tobacco. So. Thank you. <laughs> what have you gathered us all for? A uh, moment, Haru. Uh, excuse me. I need a spittoon for Miss Gilmore. And someone scurries over. I'll not waste your time. We're waiting for Ms. Kennedy and another guest, which you've all met before. Works for the Ottomans. Feel he might be of use in this. Yeah, and at this point, I think Rachel comes down into the dining hall. Yeah, you're both there. You both arrive at the same time. Haru's gaze would shift from Wynon and be a much more pleased look when Rachel comes down he nods his head. You're staring again. Blink. Uh, Rachel kind of like nods towards Wynon and then um, actually smiles at Haru and says... Haru would get up and actually pull her chair out. Oh. She'll say morning, Haru. Morning. Exhale. <laughs> you don't have to remind me of all things. Uh, it, it, it's kind of fun, actually. 
Good, good, good. Now inhale. Don't forget to inhale after you exhale. She'll, <laughs> she'll pick up the cup and saucer and kind of sniff at the drink and then go, is this vanilla herbal tea? It's not tea. <laughs> it's excellent if you adjust your standards. I love vanilla tea. And she actually takes a big sip of it. And then kind of like <laughs> leans back in her chair cradling the cup. <laughs> Don't spit whiskey on the recording computer. <clears throat> Where did you find this? Oh, it's the only kind of drink they have here. They don't serve coffee or alcohol, as you know, being Mormon. I know that. Like this wistful look for a coffee crosses her face. I know they had vanilla tea, though. Yeah, that's what that is. It's not. <sighs> I'm done fighting it. <laughs> Acceptance is the first step, Haru. It's leaf juice. I must say, I'm impressed you've all managed to show up before the Ottoman contact. I figured he would be right on time. No, he's here. Oh. He's been here. Oh. He arrived with Rachel. Oh. No, wait. Not me. He's the contact? No, not me. Yeah. You. Oh. Oh, you've been here the whole time? Yeah. Reese has yeah. been here. Reese has been here. Well, why not? He looks over to his left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been here. God damn it. Long. Pay attention, Dave. <laughs> Let me move my robe out of the way. I'm at the table. I'm uh, studying at, standing at attention to the side. I'm not sitting. Are you drinking the tea, though? He already had his tea. Oh. He, he actually had his coffee. Because the, the Turks brought their oh, own yeah, coffee right. service with them. Because they're, they're like, nope. He's been up for a while. <laughs> chop, 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 chop. How are you feeling? Quite well. I'm glad to hear it. You look much improved since I last saw you. How about you, Ms. Gilmore? Are are you mentally capable of this? I know you've had a rough couple of days. I'm always mentally capable. You're convincing me. <laughs> One thing the worry has taught me was how to stay mentally stable. <laughs> Rachel takes a long sip of tea. <laughs> we always appreciate your humor, Daisy. So, here's who we'll be meeting. There's a contact over in Junkyard who will meet us at a saloon. Uh, name, I think, is the Winking Owl. The contact or the saloon? The saloon. I don't know the contact's name. But he purports to know the location of these pirates, where they're going to attack next. And that is where we will strike, before they can claim more victims. Now... We do have to leave here soon, and I expect you all to be dressed. And he gives Daisy a glare. <laughs> I was just told to meet you down here for breakfast, so, you know. And prepared. Bring all your gear, anything you think might be helpful. After all, there's always the slight chance. I, I think my information's good, but there's a slight chance the contact will be less friendly than I intend. Seems like you need better understanding of people that you employ. I have an excellent understanding of most people, Haru. They're selfish. And they don't really care who they have to hurt to get what they want. Sounds like you know terrible people. It must be a trend. I know a mixture. 
But anyway, does anyone have doubts about this whole operation? Anyone have questions before we start? I always have questions. But I feel that you are going to avoid any answers anyway, so why bother? Let's pretend for a moment that I will answer your questions. So you can just ask them, get them out there, and if I don't know the answers, I can look into them and get back to you within the next couple of hours. What happened in Oregon? I suppose it's no good asking you who this contact is or why I should trust him. Someone who hangs around town, the kind that stays low, listens a lot. We're not going to spook him off by all of us showing up at the saloon? I don't think so. I've paid for information before. Been reliable before. I expect it to be, what they call it these days, a milk run. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to bring up is to make sure that we're all emotionally engaged in this operation. The way I see it, the three of you owe me a favor. You seem to be shrugging over there. Miss Kennedy, do you have something to say about that? Yeah. Why do we owe you a favor? That was going to be my question. Why do you owe me a favor? I don't know why. He helped me find my father. Wow, not me. Yeah, he motions to Daisy with a look of like frustration on his face. I seem to recall you promising us favors. And you didn't ask for any. No one, None of you except her. I've asked you for a favor. I brought up something very important in Champan, and you said you would help as long as I helped you. I've been helping you this entire time, so I owe you nothing. <laughs> I haven't forgotten about your little favor, and the gears are already in motion. Have no worries about that. Smash cut to a hamster wheel. <laughs> My player may have forgotten, but I, Wine on Beard Slay, did not forget. And I've got top men on this job. (laughs) Smash cut to the hamster wheel. (laughs) It's, of course, only been a day since this favor I promised you, not several weeks. The hamster is sleeping. Yes, well, it's why I ask. If you feel you owe me nothing, then this is your chance to bail out. We're about to go hundreds of feet into the air in a life-threatening situation. If you don't think you can handle it, then I'd rather not have you there. Where I'd much rather be on the ground, these brigands must be brought to justice. Whether it's you asking for help or another ambassador does not matter. I just wish you'd be more direct. Do you have some more questions for me, Haru? Not currently, but I'll be sure to ask them when they come up. (laughs) Of course. And you, Reese, I do appreciate that you're coming along. I also recognize that you don't have much choice, saving the image of the Empire and all that. So my question for you is, can we trust you? Are you going to just do what's best for the Empire, or can you look a little beyond yourself and see what's good for man as a whole. I seek justice as well. I would see this perpetrator brought to justice. There's a slight against me and my nation. Good. Then we're happy to have you, I'm sure. 
Well, we'll meet again in three and a half hours, and then we'll make our way to Junkyard, and as I said... You woke us up at the crack-ass of dawn for vanilla tea, and we're not even leaving for three hours? You know, if you wanted to leave a little earlier than that, that'd be great. Uh, Miss Kennedy, need I gesture to Miss Gilmore again? All right, yeah, yeah. And clearly, Haru needs his cup of coffee. He's especially cranky this morning. <laughs> you hardly even need me around. Wait, now I feel kind of sad. Blink, Haru, blink. <laughs> <laughs> I will be heading to Junkyard immediately after breakfast. I feel that it is wasteful to spend time waiting. I will meet you there. What's the name of the saloon again? The Winking Owl. What time do we need to be there at? In four hours. Uh, if you don't mind some company, Haru, I will go with you into town. I will never turn away your company. Yeah, Rachel will rise from the table then. And I'd like to discuss with you, Mr. Reese of what other sort of resources you might be able to provide us in this enterprise. I could use some old world money. And he gives you a wink. He nods. Alright, so the two of you are going into Junkyard, Rachel and Haru. Um, Reese, you and Wynon are talking. Daisy, where are you at? Uh, I'm going back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get it right at the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready when I'm ready. Uh, what do I know? <laughs> um. So you're you're like the captain of the Ottoman guard. So you have like soldiers and stuff underneath you, and and I imagine they probably brought like money and stuff and like gifts and things like that. So I don't know. I was just picturing kind of like you and Wynon talking about hey yeah uh, i have this guy that might be able to fight with us on the airship because he's good with fighting in midair <laughs> you know i, I don't know <laughs> just okay. try to like logistically okay. get some some action going right. on here i'm just like yeah i'm not entirely sure what i'm supposed to be referring to right now <laughs> that's totally fair man i will promise the world yep you'll get what ben delivers <laughs> promise lots of cool things that we can use to fight pirates <laughs> Ooh, yes. And, uh, Reese, do you We've have a Gatling gun? Yes, of course. And do you have a magic sword? And do you have a genie in a bottle? And three wishes? All three of those, plus one. <laughs> <laughs> one of either. Any. <laughs> so, uh, Haru and Rachel, you are walking into Junkyard. It probably takes a little bit of time to get there, so it's maybe, you know, the morning is starting to get a little more into swing of things. Um... Your contact actually is probably going to be meeting with you a lot later than four hours. That was that was a bad estimate on my part. You're probably looking at later on in the afternoon at the Winking Owl. Um, As we're walking, Rachel's going to kind of turn to Haru and just say, Do you know anything about dreams? Uh, you have them while you're sleeping. I don't mean to be obvious, but... That, that was incredibly profound captain obvious yeah rachel kind of gives you like a little smack on your shoulder and says, i know that i mean like interpreting dreams does your we we believe that sometimes uh, visions from 
spirits or manifestations of good or evil may provide us insight either in past, present, or future events in our dreams. was me. No. I had no idea what this dream meant until I met you. Rachel blushes a little bit at that. I had a dream last night. It was unsettling. I dreamt I was back in Jacksonville and Kane was there and we were fighting. We were in a shootout. I shot him. I killed him. Do not take the dream as directly as it might seem. Maybe you are meant to, on your return to Jacksonville, merely take uh, Kane's place as sheriff, reclaim your title as law. I don't know, I just, what if it's some sort of omen? You know, my actions led to, led to, Macario? No. You made a mistake, but your actions didn't do it. It was the actions of an evil spirit. You are a good person, Rachel. You must find a way to see that in yourself. I see it in you. You have compassion and understanding. Mistakes are happen. Mistakes happen. You are human. Nobody can expect more of you than that. What we can do is hope that you rise above what has happened and show this evil entity that you are better, stronger, faster. I wish I had your surety. I must do things with absolute assurance. To be indecisive is to be dead. I I I I I got news for you, Haru. It's it's really bad news. You're dead. Death happens sometimes without indecisiveness. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it sounded an awful lot like uh, that was not what you were saying. But we live or die by our choices. And you are killing yourself slowly by choosing to be less than you are. Use all of you or lose all of you. Do you understand? No. Wasn't asking you. Rachel kind of glares at the air next to him and then like at his no, other I, shoulder. I, okay, alright, alright. All right. Now she's glaring. Alright, let her know. And then she just says, it's tearing me up inside. You know, I, something I admire about you is I feel a storm comes blowing in and you stand against it. You're like a rock. And I wish I had that strength. You do. You just need to find it again. But I will be here for you until you find it. 
Thanks. And about that moment, you're, you're having this conversation. I'm pushing it kind of like we're walking yeah. into town. Um, when you, Rachel, feel a hand on your shoulder. Uh, I'll spin around, kind of going for my gun to, yeah. like, fling this hand off my shoulder. You, yeah, you spin around, and you're, you're looking, and then you have to look down, and Annie Oakley is standing there. Oh. Rachel! Jesus, Annie, you startled me. Ah, Miss Oakley, good to see you. Pleasure to see you again, too, Mr. Matsuhara. What are the two of you doing here? Uh, we wanted to go into town, and I wanted to go with them. Well, I'm glad I was I was coming to find you. Uh, Bill Circus is getting ready to move out, so I wanted to say farewell. Oh, you're heading out so yep. soon? Well, Pickens ain't too good here. There's a, there's a lot of acts going on full-time, and... Well, the uh, local government don't don't look too kindly on our show. And uh, kind of as you walk around, you've noticed there's like a lot of scattered different kind of acts or theaters or things like that wedged in between all the factories and stuff. What what say you two? We uh, take a little little walk, say farewell. Yeah. That would be very nice. All right. How's Frank doing? He's doing better. He's recovering. Um, yeah, that was uh. That sure was something. Yeah, I'm glad he's alright. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you again, both of you. And uh, tell it to your friends, too. For uh, helping me rescue Frank. We will be sure to tell our friends. She gives you a big smile. Where are you guys heading next? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, might uh, head on over Deadwood Way. Try our luck there. Don't suppose there's any chance of convincing you to come on out to Jacksonville sometime. Maybe one day. Um, to be honest, we've heard some stories about Southern Oregon that were uh, pretty scary. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend visiting during the winter. Yeah, no kidding. Are are you safe? You're welcome to come with us. Ooh, that's actually really tempting. We have responsibility back in the Rogue Valley, Rachel. Never forget that. Yeah, as tempting as that is, Annie, I don't think my place is in the circus anymore. That's a shame to hear. As you're walking along, um, you know, you're, you're talking, you're chatting, and you hear a familiar voice um, barking out, uh, you know, Ladies and gentlemen! Boys and girls, come visit the wonder of Mordecai Zamenhof's Imaginarium of Wonder and Terror. There's this guy. Not (laughs) quite as much enthusiasm in his voice, but you you hear it, you recognize it, and you zero in. You see Mordecai Zamenhof's circus, his Imaginarium of Wonder and Terror. And let me tell you, it has seen better days. Significantly better days. You remember his circus. It was pretty big, pretty grand. A whole train of wagons. A massive big top. It was a sight to see. A lot of very deadly ants. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's see, Afu. Um, what you see now, uh, tucked into a corner, is one wagon that's basically up on chocks. <laughs> this wagon isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Up on blocks, right? Not chocks, but blocks. 
Um, one of the wheels is broken. It looks like uh, another axle is, is in two. Um, and there's a small raggedy-looking tent that seems to be serving as the big top. And you see Mordecai standing in front of it, uh, you know, as tall as you recall, calling out to people. There's um, not a whole lot of traffic going into the tent. Um, Rachel will kind of, like, point it out to you and just say, Isn't that the circus that came through the valley? Yes, the one with the uh, ants. Yeah, that's right. In the that skull. Mm. Shall we uh, say our hellos? I suppose it couldn't hurt. <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh, she'll gesture with Annie. Say, <laughs> so, do you want to come check out the competition? Though. The. Doesn't competition? Seem, I would not call this a competition. Doesn't seem like it's He's seen quite what day. it used to be. You sound familiar with his show. He came through the valley about a couple last fall. It was quite a different getup back then. Well, fortunes can be like that sometime. Well, maybe if he's amenable, we could... Uh, she gives you a, a mischievous look. Maybe give him a, a slight turn of fortune. I would be down for that. What do you say, Rachel? Haven't shot with you in a while. Oh, let's, fun. let's go see what, uh, what uh, Mr. Zamenhof? I think so. Let's go see what he has to say. I'll let you do the talking since you seem to, to already be familiar with him and the GM's not going to talk to himself. Mr. Zamenhof, it is good to see you. Haru's already moved on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Mordecai's head you know, goes on a swivel. He's trying to scan through the crowd, and he sees you and kind of squints a little bit, like, you know, <laughs> collating memory data. Oh, aha! Except, you know, he's not an android, so... He's an android? I knew it! <laughs> he, turned, he starts uh, uh, leaking white fluid. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> he grabs a newspaper. N- no. Um, no. He, he's, he's a- ah! Mr. Uh, Matsuhara, fancy seeing you here so far away from the Rogue Valley. Uh, business brought me here. I am impressed that you remember my name. It's been a while. Uh, well, it, it it stood out. Uh, all all of those unfortunate events stayed with me, regrettably. What has gone on with your... <sighs> my circus, my imaginarium, the ashes of my downfall. I, I did not wish to bring it up, but it, it is But sad. you did bring it up. Well, uh, it's more well a... that's more Lazarus' voice. Um, you, you, you just, like... Poked your finger right in the open wound there, jackass. I merely mean that... Blink, Haru, blink. It saddens me to see that your entertainment has fallen so destitute. 
and destitute's a good word for that. Like, you get closer, you get a better look at his clothing. When you first saw him, when he first came through the Rogue Valley, like, he had some very fine clothes. It was a very, a very striking image. And now you can see that, they're, you know, his clothes are patched. So there's, they're fraying in some parts. The the hem is, is torn. It's got tears and rips and threads. Um, yeah, it's, you know, he's, he's looking a little... I mean, he was always kind of a a thin man, but he was always a thin, fit man. Now he's kind of um, gaunt, a little on the gaunt side. Yeah, like he hasn't hasn't he's been skipping meals. We um, after the unfortunate events surrounding uh, our visit to the Rogue Valley, we we left heading south in hopes of greener pastures and. And Rachel, I'm assuming you and Annie walked up at this point. You're hearing this this story. We crossed paths with another show, another circus. They they poached many of my acts. They offered a, a better a better deal, a better wage. And and those who could not be bought, they stole. And those who could not be stolen, they frightened. No loyalty. That's a damn shame. And, you know, they, when need necessary, they resorted to violence to steal from my show. They took everything from me. I barely had enough to make it here to Salt Lake City before my, my last wagon broke down and... I've been reduced to a few basic acts to try and make ends meet. Jugglers, a clown, a dog we dress up as a lion. No, that's the wagon. <laughs> and the the instrument that usually plays do 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 only has one key. No, it's literally just a guy with with like a a, a loudspeaker phone thing or a, a cone is going do 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 do. I'm gonna look around to see if he's got any like uh, sabers or anything like that that Haru could grab real quick. See if he can attract some people. I don't think so. No, no. he doesn't have any swords handy. Sticks. Sure, you can find some sticks. Lengths of cloth? You can find some lengths of cloth. No problem. Haru's going to use his sword sti- sword skills, but light light them on fire with torches and attract some audience. Ooh, okay. Give me a performing roll. Ooh, boy. I'll give you um, a plus two. So we're, we're going to offset the default penalty that I'm assuming you have. Yeah. And give you a plus two. Because of your skills that you already have. Okay. Do you have boost lower by chance? I do not. Okay. Got a five. All right. That's a seven, actually. Oh yes. So still, still the same thing as the basic success. So you, uh, you, you tell Mordecai like, hold on just a second. And you, you get some stuff. You light it on fire, and you start doing like your poses and sword stuff, and you know, building up speed, and it draws people's attention to the tent. While that's going on, Rachel, what you up to? What you doing? I'll kind of side-eye Annie and say, um, you know, he used to have a really good show. I feel bad as, you know, Carney's ourselves. 
You want to help him out? Absolutely. So she'll turn to Mordecai and say, I don't know if you met my friend here. He's wide-eyed looking at Annie Oakley like, holy shit, that's Annie Oakley right there. I'd be happy to put on a shooting demonstration. Really? Sure. We'll get people in the tent. That is an amazingly generous offer. I... And he just, he like, he grabs you and he hugs you. Aww. There's, like, maybe some tears. Aww. He's, he's pretty broken. Thank you. I'll, um... I'll, uh... I'll, I'll start announcing it. Um, you won't get in trouble for doing a, a side act here, will you? He's kinda... I won't. I'm no longer with Wild Bill. Or... You were, you were never... You were never with... Because Annie Oakley only just joined up with Wild Bill Circus. Oh, wait. Is it so Wild you were... Bill or freaking what is it Buffalo Bill? It's Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Yes. I always got Wild Bill is dead and dead. Yeah, wind. he's a gunslinger. So yeah, I'll say I'm not with Buffalo Bill, so I'm free to shoot whatever show I want. And, and Annie's just like, yeah, I'm a free spirit. <laughs> like he's gonna kick out Annie Oakley. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, some announcements. You know, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, this one time only, I offer to you the opportunity to see the legendary Annie Oakley and Rachel Kennedy, the deputy from the the frozen uh, reaches of a southern Oregon... Uh, <laughs> Make us sound as exotic as possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every year we come. <laughs> the, they have trees there. <laughs> they have trees. The the lush, the green, the untamed lands of Oregon, where where beasts roam the forests, and the men and women there must be stana, the 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 the, the stoutest of steel things and words and stuff like that. And please come see my circus. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hand, hand me that paper, and please come and see. <laughs> yeah, I'm merely just outside attracting. People. Yeah, and you're doing a good job of it too. So, we're gonna go straight to the show. So, um, you know, Annie talks to you real, real briefly. Like, okay, here's here's the plan. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay, what are we going to do? You do a lot of exhibi- ex- exhibition shooting. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing like coins up in the air and stuff like that. Okay. Annie's just like, you know, let me let me handle most of it. I know it's been a while. Shot, Annie. No, 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 no. I, I'm not worried about the shooting part. I'm worried about the show. But no. <laughs> no, she's right <laughs> to do that. Rachel's not. Um, Rachel never, I think, was like the talk part of the show she was just like the She's just like the, i can shoot things really well annie kind of goes into like the wagon that mordecai has left and finds some like schmancy circus clothing um some like leathers and stuff and gives them to you so you look a little more flamboyant uh yes lots yeah. of fringe yeah <laughs> she like puts it sets on. you on fire and sends you on stage <laughs> <laughs> she just goes, ah, it's been a long time since I've been in these old costumes. Yep. All right, so I'm going to ask you for a performance check 
we'll do the same thing, plus two, no default. Now, you have an option. Yes. You have boost lower trait, right? I do. You do. And you kind of, you know, you've not been using your powers. You feel kind of like that. You still feel those senses. You sense the magic and stuff. Do you want to improve your performance? Nope. No? She's just gonna, like, as she, you know, in the, like, little dressing area, she pulls out her gun and does, like, the spinning and does not use her magic, though. Can't. Take a Benny for sticking to your guns. Oh, nice. uh, I don't get it. Uh, go ahead and roll your performance there. Ooh. Oh, nice. Nine plus two is eleven, so that's a raise. So yeah, you put on a hell of a show, you and Annie. You, you come, Annie comes skipping out onto stage in her, her usual fashion. You, uh, you also, you know, come out on stage and you make a good show of it and a good performance and shooting, doing tricks and stuff like that. For the f- finale, mm-hmm. I bet Annie would do her mirror shot. Absolutely. Yeah, she just totally does the mirror shot. She has you like hold up a card and stand on the other side of the stage. Yeah, I feel like at some point we've had someone from the audience come down, like apple on the head, shoot it off, or like a bottle. Yeah. So yeah, actually, uh, Mordecai gets quite a, a good showing. Makes a, a good chunk of change that he can probably um, use to help enhance his circus and maybe start to rebuild and, and maybe get a meal or two in. And uh, he thanks you, and, you know, at the at the end, it's just like a couple, maybe two hours go by, and you do, you, you do this performance. I, words cannot express how grateful I am. If there's anything at all you need, please, I will do what I can to help. You just get back up on your feet. I'll try. And listen, you ever come across that circus, watch out. Oh, that's the name. And they call themselves the Winter Court. Oh. Oh. No. No. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Is this a fae circus? (laughs) That's terrifying. That will do. Good luck to you. I love reactions like that. (laughs) Um, Thank you. As we're walking away, Rachel will kind of turn around and be like, oh yeah, uh, whatever happened, you still got that skull? No. Oh no. He, he looks crestfallen, he says, no. That also was stolen from me by the Winter Court. That's not good. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Do you recall the la- what happened the last time that skull was stolen? For the audience members that forget, and for our new guest, um, the skull of Genghis Khan, or sorry, no, Tobohan, was cursed and would cause people to turn on each other and, and rise as the undead after slaying each other. And we experienced that firsthand. Neat. And it wasn't good. I feel like Rachel said that very sarcastically. So, by the time you're leaving the circus, I think you spot... Um, the other three members of your party, whose names escape my drunk. Why not? Why not? Daisy, Daisy and Reese. Reese. 
Is Annie still with us then? No, Annie makes her goodbyes. I gotta get back to the circus. I gotta help Frank pack up the wagon. She'll give you a big hug. Yeah, that whole huge hug. I'll miss you, Annie. I'll miss you too, Rach. A a slight bow of respect to Annie as she leaves. She gives you a bow and shakes her hand. Look me up if you ever come into the Rogue Valley. Or I'll keep an eye out for the circus. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll send a, a telegram ahead if we ever head Oregon Way. Definitely. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Battle Games and BattleBards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time. Obviously, now that I'm paying attention, in the U.S. <laughs> Where did you think this was taking place? I didn't know. <laughs> the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> Persia. Salt Lake City. Did you not read the text message info I gave you? No, he didn't. I didn't pay attention to the names. But not the names of the city you were in? No. Shame.